0: Welcome to liberate your people pleaser. You might be a people pleaser if you tend to feel guilty when you do actually have the nerve to say no. If you tend to prioritize other people's wants and needs, even at your own expense, you tend to keep your mouth shut and not rock the boat, and you feel like it's never your turn. Well, I am here to tell you that it is your turn now and you are in the right place at the right time being exactly who you are because there's nothing wrong with you. People pleasing is just a habit that we get into to cope with various things that at one time in our life were way too stressful to deal with. And so much like a class clown will learn to tell jokes, we learn to please other people. And I say we, because I have been there. So I am here in this podcast every week as your guide to an inner journey of liberation. Join me for this next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Welcome everyone to this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm really thrilled to have an episode that's a little different today and on a topic or using a tool, I guess I'll say, that I love and have used extensively in my own personal and spiritual growth, and that is tarot cards or tarot cards, whichever way you want to say it. Emily, you can tell us the way you say it, but I have a guest with me, Emily McGill, And she is, uh, can I call you an expert in reading? Well, how do you like to? You can call yourself what you want to call yourself. Tell the listeners about what you do. Because some people might be saying, like, oh, come on. Like, I don't, maybe they've never even heard of Tarot. Maybe they think it's hocus pocus. I know that 20 years ago, well, maybe 30 years ago, let's go 30,
1: I would have
0: thought. I would have thought it was like akin to Satan worship. Like I would have never listened to anybody doing it. I wouldn't have touched a card. Like I would have thought this was some kind of like Ouija board weirdness. So Mm -hmm. um, hang on if uh, you're listening and aren't sure what in the world is about to happen. If you will stay with this, I think you're going to really love it. And Emily's going to have some very wise and very cool things to share with us. So Emily, Take it away. Thank you so much, Brenda. Thank you for having me here.
1: I'm thrilled to to be joining you. Um, I don't. I'm trepidatious to call myself an expert at anything.
0: <laughs> sure. You know,
1: I've spent a lot of time doing certain things. I have a lot of practice doing certain things. But the word expert, like you said that, and I had immediate resistance. Okay. To All right. Like, we will not call business. you that. But we so will- no, but like. Also, what is interesting in there that needs to be
0: explored? That's true, too.
1: So self to therapy, right? Yeah, um, that's right.
0: <laughs> Next thing to work on, because it is true, we get triggered by words like that. It's uh, my experiences for myself and with clients is because we're not owning something that we actually need to be owning. But I get that, and I didn't even love the word as I said it, but as you all know, we don't edit these podcasts. So that blurted out of my mouth. But what, because one of the things that I like so much about the cards and why I've used them so much is because it's so deeply, um, it takes me so deeply into my subconscious, into those things that are generally hidden from us. And so it's sort of, it's a very wavy, not linear or something like that, mm-hmm. sort of an art. It's an art, I think, um, working with cards. And so, you know, you don't look at an artist and say, so are you an expert? Um, you know, cause it's just kind of a funny thing. Um, but I think that really understanding what the cards have to give us and how they can facilitate
1: Mm -hmm.
0: our growth is really an important thing and so I would love to hear how you got started and maybe I'll share a little more about how I got to working with them but let's start with you how you got started working with them and how you help people in their journeys with using the cards and tarot or tarot which how do you say I say tarot
1: okay okay I also say potato and tomato, you know, Okay, all right. because I grew up in Pittsburgh. So there are a lot of things I say that a lot okay. of I don't say. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so I, I like to say tarot and uh, I got started because my therapist introduced me to it. Um, in 2014, I had gotten a, my after my first sort of real life professional job um, had come to an end. I got my next job. I got to do some really awesome stuff. I was working as a Broadway publicist Ooh. and working on some really cool projects. Um, and in the middle of that summer, my grandmother passed away Ooh. and dad sent me to therapy mm-hmm. she and I were very close, but she was a very complicated woman. And there was a lot of of generational trauma that had been passed down. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this ran in my family till it ran into me, right? I'm not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. I went to therapy and every now and again, when my therapist would, you know, we wouldn't know what direction to go with something or I wasn't sure what I wanted to do or kind of had a question. She said, well, why don't we pull a card? And so it was the kind of thing that we would do every now and again when I just wasn't sure like in my head, what to do. Right. And after a while I was looking for a daily practice for myself. I didn't really have anything that I did every day just for me. And so, uh, she said, why don't you start pulling a card? And I was like, Oh no, I don't have a deck. First of all, like yeah, sure <laughs> she was like, well, download an app. There's an app here. There's an app for this oh. one.
0: Yeah. Of course there's an app for that. Right? I have a yeah, lady, right? But I, yeah, I never thought of an app. Okay. We had been using
1: the Osho Zen tarot deck up to that point in time, mostly in my sessions with her and, um, I, they have an app. So I downloaded the app and like I said, it's like 10 bucks, you know, not a lot for a tarot deck pricey for an app, but not a lot for a terrible deck. Right. And, and it had that great little red bubble that I had to get rid of every morning. So (laughs) there it was, it was an easy reminder, pull Mm -hmm. your card and I could just tap the screen and learn the definition and meaning of each of these cards. Mm -hmm. so I started to get to know the lay of the land in the deck. That's a very specific deck. The author has very specific language that they use in that deck. So that, but that was kind of like my introduction. That was my entry. Yes. Yes. And shortly before the pandemic started, I was finally gifted my first hard copy of a deck Mm. that same Osho Zen tarot deck. And it was for, uh, like a coaching program that I was moving through. And it was one of the gifts from, from the coach. And I was so excited because it meant that I could start reading for other people. I've been doing it for myself for so long, mm-hmm. and it, it finally, you know, and it's it's. I tried to do it for other people on my phone, but it's very hard. Right, right. <laughs> it's an enjoyable experience as that like physical tactile experience mm-hmm. of the card in your hand. Um, so I started reading for friends, and and you know people started paying me to do readings, and then of course the pandemic hit, so everything had mm-hmm. to go online. Um, so I started doing virtual readings and, mm-hmm. um, my, my library of decks has grown my knowledge and, you know, my awareness has grown. Um, mm-hmm. I sort continue to deepen all of the meanings for myself all the time, mm-hmm. but I also, I, I, you know, when you, when you were talking about how it helps you tap into your subconscious, mm-hmm. that's my favorite part of the deck. Yes. Yeah. is that it gives us this opportunity. I like to say that it's something that we know in our gut or in our heart, like yeah. you're, you know this in your deepest bit of you, but it hasn't made it up to your head yet. Yes. And yes. so the cards are like a visual representation of information that you hold within yourself that mm-hmm. you haven't quite been able to translate mm-hmm. into your brain. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's a great way to say it. It's so funny because I, too, was introduced to it from my therapist. Wow. And I'm not sure a lot of people would necessarily think that um, mm-hmm. therapists are doing that. But but mine was, and uh, she is a Jungian analyst. And so the whole, you know, Carl Jung is the father of that, the whole, you know, study of that and, and our subconscious and that idea of, I think the way he would, he said it was that in, when we can create a relationship with our subconscious mind, Mm -hmm. then we can mitigate what it would be doing otherwise, right? Because our subconscious, if you guys, if you guys aren't aware of this, um, 95% of, of, what's going on 90 to 95 percent they say of what we're thinking is from our subconscious Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and a way I like to translate that so that it's easier to kind of understand and wrap your head around because it's easy to hear a statistic like that and be like no can't be not for me I'm a super aware person whatever but your subconscious includes stuff like You don't go to the bathroom and look at your toothbrush and wonder what in the world to do with that, right? Like that's just in, it's such a habit. It's in your subconscious. So it's super helpful that we have a lot of stuff in our subconscious. So we don't have to use that conscious part of our mind to go, oh, I see that. I hear that. I, you know, whatever. And now what do I do about it? So it's great in that regard, but then there's also the part where it's holding all this information that is causing us to react, get triggered, respond in the world that we are not seeing at all. We're not even understanding Mm -hmm. that is motivating us. And without getting off into left field too far, I will give a super dramatic example of that, even though I'm not going to unpack the whole story. That's another podcast episode, but I was sexually abused when I was young, around five years old. Mm -hmm. That was so traumatic to me. That memory buried itself in my subconscious. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even remember it. So repressed memory, right? So it became repressed. I had no memory of it until I was in my early thirties and it popped into my awareness one night. And so that's how powerful that subconscious is. Now you can rest assured that abuse was affecting me. It was having a lot to do with how I was behaving in my life, what was triggering to me, what I liked, what I didn't like, all kinds of things. Mm. And I had no idea it was there. And so that's how, like, sort of buried in our subconscious things can be. And yet they're there. And so, what I love about my work and what you're doing, and, and uh, tarot cards and all the, there's a lot of different modalities we can use for this is like, how do I lift the lid to that subconscious and start to cultivate an awareness of things that I didn't even realize were there so that they are not acting out, so to speak, in my daily life. And I don't even know why that, I just think that's the way I am. Like I thought I was frigid. That's, I was married 16 years. I just thought I was frigid. And once I had the memory and then worked through the trauma, of course, of that, um, I realized that was not the case at all, not frigid at all, not at all, not at all, not at all. But I would have just said, that's who I am, my authentic self. I'm frigid, but not true. And the, and the cards and my work with this therapist, because it's all the same therapist for me, I worked with her for many years, mm-hmm. helped me really access in my healing, a lot of that stuff. So there's a little snapshot, little snapshot of me, but snapshot of the subconscious and how powerful. Just so everybody listening to this realizes, like, yeah, it's great. We don't have to think about how to, you know, brush our teeth every morning. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff under there that is limiting us and even creating identity for us. Mm -hmm. that is actually not necessarily true or wouldn't affect us that way if we if we knew it was there so so riff off of that I did I had no idea I would even share that story but um, it's so central to my experience with the cards and my experience with you know opening up my subconscious Mm -hmm.
1: first I just want to take a second and thank you for your vulnerability thank you your subconscious was protecting you at one yes. point in time right like this is the thing about subconscious is that mm-hmm. the information that's programmed down in there is was, was was at one point in time how we survived it was literally how we put one foot in front of the other so it and it goes back i mean it is ancient right like yes. going back to our nomadic like yes. our earliest ancestors hunting and gathering, um, sitting around a campfire to hear a story literally kept you alive. Yes. Literally kept you alive. Yes. So this idea of, of how deeply it's programmed is so old. Yes. But it doesn't necessarily always still serve us as we evolve and grow and live in a modern world.
0: Yes. And I love the way you said, what you said about your grandmother, that I don't know if it's a phrase you use often, because I'm not going to get it exactly right. Maybe you can say it again, is that you saw things and heard that were family patterns, but it it wasn't going to repeat itself with you. Like it was going to stop with Mm -hmm. you. I love the way you said that.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't remember where I first heard that, but it ran in my family until it ran into me.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Let's do bumper stickers. Everybody pause, (laughs) write that down, pause the podcast, write it down unless you're driving. I love that it ran in my family until it ran into me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so beautiful. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> and I'm
1: sure there are things that ran in my family that will continue to run through me that are beautiful, but there are some things that I don't want to take forward. It was a not to. Mm-hmm. And tarot has definitely helped me some in that regard. You know, the cards never lie. Mm-hmm. I like to say that it's like texting yourself a meme. Oh, right. oh, that's good. Right? You're seeing this visual representation of information you hold within yourself. So it's physically, visually in front of you. You can look at it. Yeah, yeah. I have been known to try to zoom in on tarot cards before. Yes. No, if it doesn't work. <laughs> right? Because I learned on my phone. So I'm like, yeah. Um, no, yeah no, no, no. not on these. But um, so this is why I love it because it really allows you to tap into all of that history that is Mm -hmm. underlying that keeps us alive every day right the things that we don't have to think about literally how to walk how to talk Mm -hmm. how to breathe we don't have to remind our hearts to be right like all of these things like that is all in our subconscious also Mm -hmm. the mechanics of our body our brain snapping whatever neurons it needs to I mean everything working together is Mm -hmm. part of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so like where are the places that we need to tap into And we can use the tarot when we have, it's really helpful when you have a specific something that you want to tap into. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be fun to do something general. Mm -hmm. So give
0: me an example, maybe with a client or whatever for your, of your own life, a specific, when you say a specific something to tap into, what would be an example of that? Well, everyone's two favorite things, of course, are love and career. Okay. Yes. True, right? true, true. Always every amazing. client I've ever had,
1: they come because of their love oh, life or some career are. crisis. Yes. So true. Always are the top two, but you might, I mean, it could be as simple as like where my next vacation would be, right? Like the world is opening up again in COVID. Mm-hmm. Granted, we have tragedy and trauma happening across the globe mm-hmm. in so many ways, shapes and forms. Um, mm-hmm. But People are choosing to choose mm-hmm. joy and to live life like in conjunction with that trauma. Mm-hmm. And so we can't let bad things in the world stop us from having good experiences, mm-hmm. like serve us. It can be great for like, what's my next move? Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. if I want to, or what kind of dinner do I want tonight? Like, do I want to, you order? know? Okay. Like, you so know? even something like, that
0: sort know? of mundane or whatever you would yes. say. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I pull a card every morning for myself and I, sometimes I don't think about it for the rest of the day.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and it's just like oh it was there I was yeah there. what comes to mind here let me finish a sentence let me get my thoughts straight is the difference between what the cards pulling a card for mm-hmm. some direction in the day or something versus what some people might be thinking of because I know I would have been thinking this before I really understood what the what the cards were for is like mm-hmm. the idea of fortune telling right? Like, are you going to tell me? Yeah. 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 So like, so kind of just talk about that. So we can't predict the future, right?
1: We can't predict the future. We can make educated guesses about guesses about what we think is going to happen based on historical information, Mm
0: -hmm. but we can't
1: predict the future. The tarot cards are not predicting anything. Even if you're doing a reading that's like past, present, future, this Mm -hmm. is not the future this is a possible thing that could happen if you do your part mm-hmm. to get there. whether that be something that you perceive as positive or a negative experience right mm-hmm. it or somewhere in the middle the gray zone the mm-hmm. or the yes and of it it's like positive and negative right like <clears throat> we can have all of these yeah. things um we can you know it we have to juggle a little bit but we can hold all of it
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so if we So readers, uh, readers, listeners, (laughs) reading cards, you're the reader, everybody listening, Emily's going to do a card reading, pull some cards for that all of you, no matter where you are. And even if you're driving, you will get to participate in. But before we go there, can I put you on the spot? Sure. What are you going to (laughs) say? Um, So I would really like to attract a partner in my life. Mm -hmm. Not something, it's not, I've been single for like 20, most of 20 years. Okay. And I haven't had any energy or I've had so much going on in my life the last several years. It's not even been in my horizon, not even out on the peripheral vision, you know, but I'm feeling ready for that. So if we took that as a specific thing, right? Like, is there a way you approach it where you would be uh, having me ask a specific question? Take us, take us through what you want to do with me to not, I obviously, you know, for sake of time, I'm sure you do much more involved readings for something like this, but Mm -hmm. let's give everybody a sense of if we have a something kind of specific like that, like, okay, I want to attract love into my life. I think the way I would ask the question would be something like, what do I need to be doing to be available to that, to, to notice it if it shows up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but you tell me that's me as a coach. That's how I would yeah. coach you into, <laughs> yeah, love it. But, yeah, so let's let everybody kind of experience that, and then we'll do the, the one that everybody can participate in. Okay, cool. So,
1: uh, usually, what I would do then is say, Okay, so we're you want to focus on relationship partnership? Awesome. And so, we would be shuffling the cards together. Um, I will have you and we'll do this as sort of like a speed read mm-hmm. um but i will do one of my favorite spreads which okay. is what will help you what will hinder you and what is your untapped or your unrealized potential
0: oh i love that those are three you know. those help hinder and untapped potential That's very good. And so you guys can probably hear her um, um, shuffling the cards, uh, even as we're speaking here in the background. If you hear that and haven't figured out what that noise is, it's not background, you know, it's not uh, a dog out in the yard or something. She's shuffling. No,
1: although I do live a block and a half from Times Square. So the sirens, I can't make. Oh, how
0: fun. Really? (laughs) Yeah, really oh that's maybe the only place I could be almost jealous of from living where I do which is two blocks from the beach but I love New York I love Manhattan I I love yeah anyway I digress here's the cards you're gonna
1: you're gonna tell me when to stop and that's how you're gonna cut the cards oh stop right so this first card this is what will help you okay and this is the nine of swords oh
0: man such a swords girl i get so many swords is your are you uh when's your birthday january 11th you're an aquarius no i'm a capricorn Capricorn. oh you
1: are a capricorn yeah yeah, yeah. capricorn you said 11th i heard yeah yeah Uh, that's
0: my son but yeah i'm 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 the
1: capricorn Uh huh. (laughs) uh-huh And you get lots of swords interesting um yeah Yeah. so nine of swords so for those who aren't familiar with the tarot a really quick rundown there are two parts of the deck the major arcana and the minor arcana the major arcana i like to call them our magic cards so when they show up we pay special attention to those Mm -hmm. they're numbered zero to 21 and they correspond to the human soul's evolutionary journey from the fool, the fool who is very young naive fresh leaping on a new journey all the way up to the world whole healed holy energy and then the minor arcana is like a traditional deck of playing cards right four Mm -hmm. suit ace through ten we have four court cards instead of three so we've got a king and a queen a knight and a page sometimes you'll see prince and princess this deck which is called the wild unknown is father mother son and daughter oh interesting So you'll see it in, you know, kind of different setups. Um, And our four suits correspond to the four elements. So swords, that's air, right? And the nine is oftentimes a card of like headache and um, uh, uh, difficulty challenges, right? But Mm -hmm. we see that this this card is inverted. It's upside down.
0: Oh, Um, okay. Yeah.
1: Swords here and we see some, this deck is all animal imagery as well. So okay. we see some animal, um, uh, parts, bits and pieces that are being eaten by worms. And it's uh, kind of like very circle of life ish, you know, it's the end of the circle of life to the beginning of the worms to fertilize the soil for fresh, for freshness. But we have to get to the point where sometimes stuff has to get cut out and has to go. And different people like to read inversions, different ways. I like to see them as either an internal expression of a card rather than an external or, or world, but that is within yourself. So either it's like, there's some, there's some parts of self that are really ready to go. Um, or that it's something that needs to be dropped from your life that like, maybe it's time, like there's not more parts of yourself that have to go. And only you would actually know the answer to that.
0: Yes. And so remind me again, what's the theme of the? This was what served will help you. This is what will help me. Mm-hmm. So either, well, I can tell you, I have been letting go of a couple of things. I think of them as a couple of different things, but they all surround one dynamic, really, you know, mm-hmm. um, for the last couple months, especially January and February.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, that makes me think of that, that it could be pointing me towards that. So I'm going to say for everybody listening, this is where, and Emily, you can expand on what I'm about to say, but this is where you look. So versus the fortune teller, this Mm -hmm. is encouraging me to go inward and say, well, what, what resonates with me? Mm-hmm. Not to go, oh, this means, I mean, if you guys, for anybody on YouTube who can see the card, um, but for everybody who can't, um, it's pretty gruesome looking like with these eyeballs and where. I mean, I could, and swords, you know, poking in on it. I could look at that and go, oh my gosh, this is telling me my love life is going to be a shit show. Right. So I think it is important if you want to start, using the tool to either go to somebody like Emily who knows what she's doing and can help guide you through it as she and I were initially you know led through it by our therapists to have some understanding or at a minimum be using a book that goes with the card that gives you a sense of what its sort of interpretations are but at the end of the day it's for you to check in again not on a surface mind level I'm not thinking about what this might be like with my mind, because the mind can be very deceptive. This is to take us to our unconscious, that sort of otherwise hidden world that we access intuitively through our feelings, through just that gut sense of, no, that doesn't that doesn't feel right to me. Or yeah, you know what? I don't even understand it. But that feels, you know, so resonant for me. Yep. Um, and so I suspect, of course, I'll keep thinking about this more after as the day goes on. But I suspect it's sort of almost like an affirmation that as I continue to let go of this other stuff I'm working on, that it will bring me closer to that, you know, being ready myself mm-hmm. for that partner.
1: hmm. Mm -hmm. And how interesting that you um, were referring like all the mental stuff, the air, the swords, right? Because that's our sign of of the mind, of everything mental, of language, of technology, communication, right? Intellect, knowledge, education, right?
0: Oh, I always forget that. I always forget that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think of I don't connect that as air. So then yep. that makes sense why all through the years I've worked with the cards. I get so many swords. I'm a super yep. mental. It's, it's, yep. I'm very emotional too, but I, I'm a big processor. And especially yep. if I'm in any sort of stress, I tend to go right to the mind Yep. and this stuff I'm releasing, which, you know, whatever, I'm sure it'll be in a podcast in a few months once I kind of get through the process myself and can really talk about it is that it's really releasing fears and stuff that are fears are almost always, I mean, fear has an emotion. Sure. But okay. fears come from our mind. We're telling yeah. our stuff shit that scares us, you know? Right. So, uh,
1: and fear and faith both require you believing in something you can't see. Yes. Faith is, yeah. See is when, when, when we do it through faith, we're able to have more curiosity. And so it's not scary. It becomes fun and playful. Yes. You invite curiosity to the table. It take you right. The fear shifts and it's not scary anymore. It's thrilling and it's exciting and it's, you know, it's adventure and it's, you know, that it becomes less daunting and less scary.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: Next card. All right. This would be what would hinder you. This is interesting. This is the star. Oh, so this Stark. is a major arcana, guys. Yes, yep. And this is uh, about t- a little over two thirds of the way through. Yeah. We're getting close to the end of the major arcana um, with the star. And I would love to see the star being about like hope and and like brightness, but also the caution of like not not like burning out. You know. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm, um, but I'm curious because this is like, this
0: is what will hinder you. This is what will hinder me. And I
1: wonder if it's like, what will hinder you is hoping and not like knowing. Anything.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Cause I've, I've worked with this a lot over the last few years too. And of course have it a lot often with clients where even though from a romantic movie and storytelling perspective, hope is often thought of as a really lovely thing, right? It gives us hope that things can change or whatever it can really be an enemy because it can keep us out of our knowing mm. and we're just hoping you know like fingers crossed i'll right. meet somebody versus nope at this i feel it in my gut i'm going to meet somebody right so and and part of what's connected to all this i'm working on myself internally is that difference between Knowing, I'll say that with a capital K, you know, for like that mm-hmm. deep, yeah, assured knowing versus, ooh, I hope so, I hope that's gonna work, because mm-hmm. that's not faith, that's not trust. Doubt plays into it. Yeah. doubt there can be a lot of doubt in hoping for something. Um, mm-hmm. so that's that. That's how I would connect that. I mean, I think that's spot on that. What will hurt me is if I go into it, just hoping and kind of doubting that it will really happen. Cause believe me after 20 years of being single and a couple bad marriages, it's hard for me. It's not, it doesn't come naturally to me to believe that this really lovely partner is possible for me. So again, just a little window into my soul, but anyway, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah.
1: All right. You're right. Untapped potential. Yep. Ready. We've got the seven of cups. Oh. And so our cups, that's our water. That's our emotions, our feelings, um, our intuition. Mm-hmm. And the seven is a card of options of abundance. But it's, it's that it's, it's, it's almost a little analysis paralysis also. okay, Right. It's like, we have so many options. We don't know what to choose. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier. Like if it's not a hard, yes,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's a no thank you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so I think there's like, and again, it's inverted, it's upside down. Yeah,
0: I see. Yeah. You see.
1: You know, that we have six cups that are, that look like they're upside down and one that's upright. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like the sun at the top and the moon at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the card is bright and white and like light filled. Um, but how interesting that like all those cups are upside
0: down and there's mm-hmm. just one right side up.
1: And yeah, about feelings and emotions.
0: And so this is the card that. What's its purpose? This is your untapped potential. Your unreal untapped potential.
1: potential. And we see the sun shining on
0: the. Yeah. These cups. So what resonates for me right this second? Mm-hmm. Again, ties to these other things in that because I guess when you, because you use the word abundance. Hmm. And when I think of abundance in connection to my love life, that's something I've not deeply connected to. Like, that's hard. That's a stretch for me.
1: Yeah. It may feel like a contradiction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It does. I mean, I don't want it to be like, no, might but, it, be but like, that might
1: be your initial yeah. response to it. Yeah. Like the untapped potential is like, oh shit. Yeah. There's only one cup that's upright, right? Like there's right. only one that's the cup you actually want to drink out of. The rest of them are empty but yeah. there are six more there.
0: Yes. And so I'm looking at whatever a desert, thinking it's a desert when it could be full of possibility.
1: Right. Cause you have to like, it's like drink each of those six cups and then turn it over if it's not the yeah. right
0: one. If it's not the right one. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's it's yeah, that's perfect. That, that resonates that i don't want to carry into it. It really it's a scarcity mindset, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's so different than potential. any other scarcity mindset. Yeah, Isn't this such a mind yeah. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, you might have to bleep me, but isn't that yeah. such a mind fuck? Yeah. That it it's no different. The scarcity mindset in yes. and relationship and sex and all of the, you know, things that yes. We, yes. And we think of in partnership. Yeah. No different than the rest of the scarcity mindset that we yes. like put
0: up on ourselves. It's so true. It's so true. Scarcity. It's scarcity. mind boggling. <laughs> yes. when that hits you the first totally. time. You're like, Wait a minute. Yes, yes. So I'll just share with everybody, and then we'll go do the other the reading for everybody uh, before we, our time goes on too terribly long here. Thanks everybody for hanging in on this little bit extra long episode, but so rich and so full of great stuff that without that reading, when I think about dating again, or you know getting myself out there, meeting somebody, whatever, those were not the things that would have been forefront in my mind. I would have been thinking about things I know, right? So this is the difference between the conscious and the subconscious. What you just did opened up what's happening for me under the surface, so to speak, the subconscious. Whereas I would have been thinking consciously, I would have been thinking, of course, I do work on myself all the time, right? So I have a pretty high level of awareness. I would have been tuning into like my jadedness, my, you know, what are the signs of an emotionally abusive man that I don't want to do again? You know, like I would have been in those spaces and not, which are great. They're good too. It's not like we chuck our conscious mind, but now I can go into it with a whole lot more wisdom and a wider um perspective mm-hmm. and so you're holding up that first card again the nine of yes.
1: uh, nine of swords and remember we said this is some either internal or something that needs to be dropped yeah oh, right? right. and yeah. now you're talking about like oh all of these the where i would have gone to initially in this conversation with myself would have been all of these old stories all of this old stuff yes. all of this mental right going straight to the mind yes straight to the mind and what your untapped potential is saying is listen to your heart yes yeah because the swords that is that mental
0: yes peace
1: suit and 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 our our cups that's that's the, the suit of the, the heart yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah beautiful wonderful okay so now Let's do the reading for everyone and explain how, what, what they're going to do.
1: Yes. So I'm going to explain this while I'm taking a picture of these cards for you. Okay. I, they, oh, thank you. I don't want to not have that.
0: Yeah. Thank you. That's, uh, you're that's
1: welcome. True. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> lovely. Lovely. Yes. Okay. So now we'll put them back in the deck and we'll get them shuffled up again. And oh, we're right. going to play a game, um, uh, that I made up with my best friend. We played every, roughly every Friday on Instagram live, uh, at 4:20. we call call it pause for the cause and Uh (laughs) this game is is one two three and it's a lot of fun it's really simple it's a an intuition game just tap into your own intuition I'm going to pull three cards you're going to decide if you want card number one two or three as I start and cards are spitting at me so we're going to we're going to play one two three and more than one number is calling you pick more than one number if you're not happy with any of them choose to be a witness right like you don't have to you can participate however you want you know
0: there are infinite perspectives at every
1: given moment so play with the one you want
0: yes yes i love that okay so everybody as you're listening um just do that thing whatever whatever strikes you whatever appeals to you one two or three or more than one number appeals to you or you want to just sit and listen all is all is well. Um and then Emily is gonna tell us what cards are which. Yes, all right. So I'm gonna give these one more shuffle.
1: Yeah. And we're gonna cut and I think I'm gonna play along. Sometimes okay. I do and sometimes I don't. Sometimes uh-huh. I forget to close my eyes. <laughs> And then I know what they are.
0: And I'm like, well, no, I can't play. <laughs> how, do you, how do you play later? So okay. do you want to know what number I've picked or you don't want to know? Um,
1: I one in just a moment. So okay. Watching. I believe okay. this is number one. Okay. right. Number two. And then we've got number three. Okay. Right. Or are they backwards? Are you seeing those? I, no,
0: I can't see them. They're facing you.
1: Yeah. But I mean, as far oh. as. Like, this on the left this is one yes yes yeah, okay I was the mirroring is so. <laughs> yeah funny. no the
0: mirroring. I'm I'm pretty left right uh impaired anyway so mirroring on top of it is yeah no yeah. so fun okay so what number are you feeling I'm feeling
1: two mm-hmm. I thought I was feeling one but like am I physically being pulled to the third mm-hmm. card mm-hmm. so I'm going with three um for those that are listening afterwards if you can comment uh, please comment and put which number <laughs> you're feeling. I would yeah, love, I love that mm-hmm. to share and, and share with what they are feeling into. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to get into this right now. So, card number one for those that chose card number one, we have the Father of Swords. We have more swords popping up. Oh, there you go. Yes. And so, the Father is the, you know, well, the king, right? Energy mm-hmm. is um, the sort of pinnacle of each of the suits. So this is very mature and, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and very grounded and very like settled is the wrong word, but like, it's the idea when like sediment settles in water, you know what I mean? Like the the idea that they're, um, it's not like chaotic, right? Yeah a calm to it a steadiness to it that is that is like a grounded calm mm-hmm. like foundational mm-hmm. and this, and so it's very that energy but also in this mental airy kind of way so it's like really like knowing your shit back and front left and right in and out like really being when we were talking about being an expert right like yeah the <laughs> idea that you really do know your ish you know you're yeah. like in your core you know it but you also know it in your head uh-huh. so that's what this part is giving me today
0: okay interesting love
1: that We're also seeing it upside down right yes and so you see that this is an owl he's got his sword I mean he really knows how to wield this thing yeah right? like this is not he's not playing like he understands huh how to use this and how to use it like a scalpel, right? Like he can, he can do things really specifically and like detail oriented as necessary.
0: Yes, because in this case, like using a word like father is not to invoke patriarchy, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a very archetypal yes. sense of father or king or whatever that is um, m- much more like, I think of it as more like the ideal, you know the ideal it masculine like the
1: divine, it's divine masculine, yeah, right? it's like divine masculine. Divine masculine. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: so it's not for those who might be like oh you know right blah, you know um that's not what the cards are about they're very they come from very old archetypal um energies and that so anyway i just wanted to say that but yeah okay all right so we've got that very i could use that with my dating maybe yeah anyway <laughs>
1: So our number two card, which was your card, our six of pentacles or coins or discs, Mm -hmm. and that is our earth energy. So that's the physical, the material, the Mm. manifest. Yes. And the six, it's also like very much like the work suit, you know, it's very much about work and, um, like drive and, uh, but like steadiness in it right? Like, again, there's a very grounded energy in that earth energy. Mm-hmm. And the six is is very much about um, like tending to the garden that you have planted, right? Where, you know, the, the there's work to be done in making sure that the plants are watered, that you're doing the weeding, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, the fences are mended so that the animals can't, like the wild animals can't come in and nibble on your lettuce, right? Right. right. <laughs> there's the work to be done, but it's, it's more the maintenance work versus like the deep, heavy work of, of the beginning of the process. Okay. And so that's why I, I don't know this, since this is your card, I'm curious how that. If yeah. that resonates uh,
0: well, it resonates perfectly for me because I'm in, like, I'm getting ready probably on Friday from when this episode is being recorded to um, release a new group coaching program. And so I'm very much in. I'm in the work of it, and I'm just a super ambitious person, period, all the time. I'm very much a worker bee, but when I hear what you're saying about that card, I also know that I'm I'm not at the beginning of this process. I mean, I'm at the beginning of the launch, but like there's whole, the whole creating the damn thing right. before you can give it anybody. But I past like the good. beginning. Yeah. Like I'm sort of in that, it, and it and the whole process feels very grounded and very ease. Like the ease mm-hmm. is a good word I like to put with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, because like you can't take your fruit to market until you've grown it. So you've yes. been spending the time growing it, and now you're yeah. like getting ready to harvest the thing that you've grown yes. to market. Yeah, right. Like yeah. it's it's truly it's the same essence. of yes. uh, Yeah. <laughs> energy, yes. which I
0: love. Yeah. So that's beautiful.
1: Cool. And then our third card for number threes, like me, was the ten of wands. Ah. So our wands, that is the, um, the fire. That's our passion, our drive, our creativity. That's the stuff that lights us up, gets us out of bed. Right. But the 10 is kind of like pickup sticks or like, um, a dark thicket that you're trying to make your way through. And it's, uh, it's sort of the, in other decks, you'll see this, like the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, which is the deck that most intuitive decks are based upon, Pamela Coleman-Smith's artwork. Um, You see a man carrying 10, like, logs on his back or in front of him, depending on how it's depicted, and Uh it's all about, like, you need to release or like drop or like you're you're carrying something that's not yours or you know right like and you think about too the cycle of the ace through 10 like the 10 yes. is the end of the journey right like yeah. this this it almost is like the moment um it, it, this 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 card in particular in this deck the wild unknown Gives me a little vibe of like right before in the Wizard of Oz, they break into the poppy field. And it's like just before that moment of like stepping out of the dark in the woods, like into the next phase of the whatever the adventure is going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So this gives me that a little bit.
0: Yeah. And so how does that resonate with you for you since that was your card?
1: Uh, I'm about to start a really new, exciting journey. I've just uh, learned that I've been accepted to a program at Columbia University. Ah. That is, um, uh, it will be a master's in clinical psychology and uh, emphasis in spirituality. Mm. So I'm really excited about this program. I have no idea what I'm getting into and couldn't be more thrilled. Yeah. This kind of feels right in line with that. You know, I've spent Mm. a lot of time working in and around Broadway, and, um, you know, like I said, I was a Broadway publicist for a long time. So I seeing that there's sort of like, I'm about to step into something new and kind of release what I thought was the only passion I would ever have in my life, yeah. theater, which yeah. kind of like my church for much of my life until mm-hmm. I sort of found my own higher power. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I still revere an empty theater the way many would an empty church or temple Yes. Or mall- or, you know, whatever um, space, sacred space it is, but I'm ready to step out of the woods into the light.
0: Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, Emily, I mean, I, words cannot express how much I've enjoyed this and appreciate your gift with the cards and your wisdom and intuition with that and what you've shared with everybody today and uh, so folks, we would love, love, love uh, as always to hear your comments, hear which cards you pulled. If you want to share how it resonated with you, tell us that or drop me or Emily a DM if you wanna do it more privately. We'll have Emily's um, social links, of course, in the, in the show notes and how you can get in touch with her. Um, thank you, thank you so much for being here with me today. My pleasure. Thank you, Brenda, for the opportunity. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Here's my invitation to you. Keep loving yourself enough to stay on this inner journey of liberation. And the good news is you don't have to do it alone. None of us do. So I hope you will continue to connect with me. I would love to have you post a five-star review on whatever podcast outlet you listen to the episode on today. New episodes come out every week. You can find me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach on Clubhouse as B Florida. You can click the link in the show notes for my free resources and other information. And last but not least, you can book a connection call with me and we can explore whether or not now might be the right time and whether or not I am the right coach for you to help you on your journey of liberation. I can't wait to connect with you.